tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! What is up, Gladiator? Hello? Yeah. Yes, we're testing, testing one, two, three. Okay. <laughs> What's up, gladiators? Welcome to another After Us TV scandal after show. This is season four, episode 17, Honor Thy Father. 18. Oh, you are correct. Episode 18, Honor Thy Father. As always, it is your Fab Four here, ready to break it down. Starting with me, Emil Ennis Jr. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Cornelia. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia. I'm Bam Erickson. And what do you think of the episode? I just, I was just focusing on the young Russell. <laughs> That's all I could focus on. Okay, great. I second that. Bam, you weren't focusing on young Russell. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, nah. You know, I mean, he all right, you know, but I think my boy Emil can handle, I cannot. you know. But I think he's going to talk to Yeah, we ain't even going to go there because I'm going to keep <laughs> looking like this for the remainder of the show. You know what, though? I was, I was, we talk during commercial breaks, as you guys probably do if you guys watch uh, Scandal with someone else. Um, and at the beginning of the episode, specifically with the opening with Russell, I really liked it because there was a playful ease to Olivia, like, in the standpoint that she was kind of like, oh, wait, you're still here. You got to leave. And it's like, well, then you should have had me leave last night. Yeah. Number one. Number two, when the whole, like, name game, it kind of was like, oh, yeah, boo-boo, we, we're still kind of trying to do this whole pretend name. Um, but for me, I said that when they basically started to kind of tussle before their phone rang, I wish it had lasted just 20 more seconds. Just because it's like, I liked that Olivia. I liked having her in a moment where it was just about her and someone was just honoring and adoring her and not necessarily because she's the Olivia Pope, but purely because she is a beautiful, sexy woman. So I really like the scene, but I wish it had just gone on a little while longer just because I thought it was a great scene. Agreed. Or they could have maybe focus a little on that storyline and not that stupid storyline of her in, um, in this whole thing of fixing um, the execution. I agree. I agree. So we're going to start with uh, Melly and Harmony, her sister that we find out through Lizzie Bear. She goes to um, wherever Harmony's from, I can't remember. Um, and she goes there to vet her because Melly's going to be running. She needs to make sure everything's okay. Um, I did like Harmony because Harmony from True Blood. And I geeked <laughs> when, when, it came on, when she came on the screen and she played that character very well. And I think it was a great casting just seeing them together, Melly and Harmony, and they are half sisters. Um, Cyrus thought that by Harmony coming into the office, this would change the whole game and fits with immediately after he sees their dynamic again and how Melly gets flustered and frustrated, that that would cause him to say, okay, you know, you can't do this. And we'll break this whole thing down, but in the end, Fitz kind of got on her side and said, I'm going to be here with you for the long haul. But when we saw the dialogue between these two, and I'm going to fast forward a bit to the dinner, they already had their little tiff when she first got there talking about her heels and stuff, but then we at the dinner... Fitz was having a conversation with her, and even though it was more of a one-sided conversation, Fitz was being very much engaging and listening to her and being respectful. And then 
Melly is the one who came out of character, or not out of character, she was out of line when she said, you don't have the right to call him Fitz, you call him Mr. President, which I think is... It, it, knock it off. You tr- Are you trying to tell me that when Bill Clinton was uh, the president, that Hillary's, like, auntie wasn't saying, hey, Bill, you trying to tell me that she was like, Mr. President, it doesn't work like that. Because at the end of the day... Uh, you are still the man that we know, we knew. Yes, the public sees you as this, but I can bet you one thing. Bar- uh, Michelle Obama's brother is not calling Barack Mr. President. He's probably calling him Barack or and, Barry. And Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I just caught that. And if Fitz, <laughs> sorry. And if Fitz wanted Harmony to refer to her as Mr. President, he would ad- he would say you need to address me at. To and, and bam, jump in. It's also to like Melly. What the hell are you doing? Exactly. Like you already know you have a sister who doesn't like you. Lizzie informed you accurately that your sister has a grudge, and therefore you need to to soften her up. So you really think? Go ahead, bam. Soften her up for what? Why? Why does Harmony? Why is she here? Who cares? You, She's a half sister. You no. When you're running for office with the potential of trying to get in the White House. They dig up everything, and I hate to keep coming, bringing it back to real life. But you remember when when President Obama was running, and they found all his relatives in Kenya mm-hmm. that he never even met before. They had a TV camera in the village while they were watching his speeches. That one great uncle of his mom's that was like a old war vet. Yeah. They had him on display. Everybody in your family becomes on display if you fool with them or not. Yeah, they do come on display, but for how long? A split second because you prep after, them. because at some point we don't freaking care. She's a half sister and if you haven't if you haven't been in contact with her in a coon's age I have I haven't seen or spoken to my sister and so and so so and so and move the fuck on I mean come on so you basically mean that it's going to be a 24 hours of the news cycle and then it would be done yes but you got to prep her for that 24 hours even though it's just for a minute you still have to prep you can't be like don't prep her because then she's going to get on there and say whatever she's going to say. And then they have to do damage control. You need to do damage control on the front end so you won't have to do it on the back end. I get and it. Then, and then even beyond that, like, I agree, completely agree with Cornelia because you do have to prep her. The way Melly puts herself on and she puts this facade to America, as soon as Harmony comes out and says what she's going to say, she may be on for 24 hours, but then Melly's ruined. Bait, if you see how their relationship is, how volatile their relationship is, the stuff that she could possibly reveal about Melly, Melly tries to put on this, oh, I'm this proper Southern woman, and she probably can just chop that down real okay, quick. Okay, well, then maybe it should have been handled differently because the moment that she came into the White House, there was there was this whole tit for tit. There was this whole, oh, yeah, whole, whole thing. So I think... I think there should have been a conversation exactly. about what are we going to do now that you're that you're running for president. I feel like I can't hear myself. But what are we going to do now that you're running for president? How are we going to go about and handle? Thank you. How are we going to go about and handle your half sister rather than just go and talk to her and then just bring her into the White House? That was stupid. Well, Lizzie tried to do that, but this is Melly. I and. I, I and I before I was saying that you know I want Melly to get beat so she can you know spring back into her being a smart woman and and then realize that she has to step it up. I don't think Melly can step it up. One, take that topsy tail out your hair and take that sweater set off and get with it. Like I'm now, I'm just like, is who are we fooling? Melly, who are we fooling, girl? 
Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm going to piggyback of what Keneally's saying, because also, too, I'm actually tired also of her being like, oh, Fitz, you have this face and you have everything. Get over yourself. Some people have a charm about them and some yeah. people don't. At the end of the day, you knew that from the very beginning. So if you didn't know that you're going to have to run off of something other than charm... I do wonder why you want to be president, Mm -hmm. number one. Number two, if you also are counting on your first husband to be the charm, that also makes me look at you a little bit sideways, Mm -hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, you should be running because you theoretically are the more Republican of the two of you, right? So theoretically what you have is you have a strong Republican with thoroughbred, thoroughbred Southern roots, right, who is a woman but just came out on pro gay rights. That's like the trifecta. What on that? And on some levels, and I know that I'm sounding naive as I'm saying this, but if you can't run on the merits of organically who you are, then you really shouldn't run. And I also feel that ever since she's declared that she wants to run for president, I feel all of her intelligence just, intelligence has just went right out the White House window. She's all of a sudden become this airhead. See, and, and I feel like thinking. she's been an airhead for a minute, mm-hmm. and that's why I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's even kind of like, think about it. Where where is this the strategist, right? So when the what was the name of the episode? Um, everything's coming up, Melly, or we don't touch the first lady. Mm-hmm. We found out that she was a partner at a law firm, right? And I know that you guys don't like when I do math, but arguably at that time she was maybe mid thirties. Right? If we think about the age of the show. That's a big deal to be a woman at... First of all, let me back up. To be a partner in a law firm is a huge deal, period. To be a partner in a law firm and to be a woman is a even bigger deal. So that means that not only is she intelligent, but she's a rainmaker. She's a strategist. Every intelligent aspect of a human being that you could think of... That's probably what she is. That's not what we're thinking. So when she brings her sister in, what makes you think bringing in your half-sister that you don't like into the White House, meaning showing off, is going to help the situation? What makes you think bringing your half-sister into the White House as you're showing off and then saying that she has to refer to your husband as the president is going to help you out? How come we haven't heard about her platform? How come we haven't heard about what she's going to do? How come we haven't heard her strategize, even like you're saying... Even though it shouldn't be fair and it's not, it, it shouldn't be, aesthetics plays a role and is part of the political strategy in terms of who someone's running, regardless of whether or not you're a man or a woman. We haven't heard on any strategy in terms of whether or not she should change her look so that she doesn't look First Lady-esque, so she looks more First Lady-esque. We haven't heard or had her ask fit and stop me because I'm on a run-on. She hasn't asked fit for a platform that would also make her more for, more presidential, not First Lady-esque. So you want him to charm people? So what, is he just going to continue to charm people and that's how you're going to win? That's what He's going to be. He's going to be the the good, charming husband who didn't do a gosh darn thing in eight years other than go to war. That's what she thinks because Melly thinks Fritz is president, not just because they had the little back-end deals, but she thinks she charmed her way into him being the president. That's what she keeps saying. I sacrificed so much for you, and I did this, and I did that. Because and the only thing you sacrificed is you stole votes. Yep. The only she thing you sacrificed is you stole votes. Yeah. So, unless you need Fitz to start to actually be less charming and to be more cutthroat, you got to lose. Good. However, I extremely respect how Fitz is handling everything. I give him an A+. Because for the first time, I think he is truly standing behind her as a partner, as a friend, and as a husband. When she had was had her hooch moment and he she was like, leave me, leave me alone, and he just sat there, that's what you're supposed to do. I feel like I'm about to agree with Ben. Go ahead. I'm going to play devil's advocate just for, just for 30 seconds, and I'm going to say, well... Melly's background with her half sister, and then 
uh, being married to Fitz and things not going her way and, and how her, her, her marriage has, has tumbled. It's about damn time Fitz does something because he is part of blame for, <laughs> for Melly kind of being kind of cuckoo. She called, he's, he has to take some responsibility. So I'm going to be team Melly for just 10 more seconds and say that Fitz needs to, needs to do this because he's the reason why she's kind of crazy. He's with another woman that would drive any that would drive any married woman crazy if she had to watch you carry on with your mistress or the other one, whatever you want to call her. That would that would drive her crazy. So I'm gonna that that's it. I, I defended her for ten seconds. That's a no, that's a good point, man. Well, let us know what you think because as we yeah. said last week, <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Oh, no, go ahead. As we said last week, you, the audience, you, the gladiators, you really are the fifth person on this panel. So please let us know what you think. Um, and you can let us know on Twitter, on Facebook, on iTunes, or if you're watching live or later on, you can comment directly on the YouTube page and make sure to use hashtag ABTV scandal. And so let us know. Do you think that fits? You know, it was about time that he stood up for Melly, or do you think that we're actually finally seeing an evolution of their relationship and uh, who they are as man and wife? So do you guys think that Harmony is gone? Because remember at the very final scene we saw of Harmony leaving, Fitz kind of pacifies her and says that Melly's actually jealous of you because she has this void in her life since the father walked out. Do you think, because to me it just seems like Harmony's a little smart and that she's like, okay, I'll give her a hug, but she still has her... There's... An, it's, <laughs> um, it's different if someone came on to work in the office or intern or something and they were like a one-day player but the fact that Nelly's sister has been introduced into the into Melly's storyline that is a waste of time to to do this whole casting for a sister and she's only in one episode so she will be back I don't I know when that. but she has to come back she's, she's not just somebody in the you know She's not like a security guard. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and, and Bam, Bam makes a valid point, and I agree with him. However, when I actually watched it, I thought that she was gone. And the reason I thought she was gone is because even though Fitz was theoretically charming her, what he said is actually valid. Yeah. Because what we learned, and I think I said this from the very beginning when, they were, when she mentioned that she was her sister, I was like, no, that doesn't make sense because we we're told that that Melly comes from like really good pedigree, you know what I mean? Very elitist and so forth and so on. And it just didn't mesh well. So then when we found out that obviously it's a half sister, basically her dad left Melly's dad left Melly's mom for this other woman, it gave you another insight into the whole reason why she arguably is so crazy with with Olivia where it's like here another woman has taken yet another man in her life who she has loved so to me what mm. Fitz said regarding the sister was actually true because even when when Amelie's um, uh, like well I don't embarrass myself yeah the yeah, heck you, you do, do. All the time. you called a press conference to tell on your husband because he was cheating Again, you, the first lady of America, called a press conference to tell on your husband when normal people either tell him to stop doing it or they divorce or you realize it's happening because you actually offered the woman to your husband to win the election and you move on. Mm -hmm. Melly has continued to embarrass herself. So I feel like 
I feel like Harmony actually took it to stock and was like, oh no, it really is a truth. I am actually the one with a better life. And I think that's why the storyline went on so long. Her with her soaps and, and wherever she lives actually is a happier, better person than Melly is being the first lady mm-hmm. of the United States of America. Yep. Well, Cyrus was uh, was happy <laughs> up until the end. He was scooting around, <laughs> smiling, skipping, like, ooh, this is going to be great. He had a plan. And we see where that went. I cannot. I love Cyrus. He does that little thing. <laughs> <pee. laughs> Getting the side eye. All right. Um, okay. The scandal of the week. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, can I, well, can I call out Camellia? Camellia literally called out the entire scandal. She really did. All the plot points. She did. The beginning, the middle, and the end within the first 10 seconds. And literally, I turned to her, and I made Bam pause it, and I go... If you're right, I'm really gonna. And then I stopped because I was like, "Oh crap! I know she's gonna be right." So, yeah. I mean, it's just this. Okay, as you can tell, this was not one of my favorite scandals. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> so I can try to fake it. Congressman <laughs> Reed um, goes in there and he says that his sister, Jen, y'all, I'm not gonna recap. Y'all know the story. So, uh, I just it just didn't add anything to the episode. Like, I I get what they're trying to do. Like, Olivia wants to get her gut back and she's trying to. But, you know, wear the white hat, but but in it while she's while she's trying to wear the white hat and have her gut back, why was she wearing all that damn black? Mm-hmm. If Ooh. she's trying to if she's trying to get her gut back and she's trying to be the Olivia, why was she wearing black? And then it was at one point she had on like a black blouse with the three buttons Listen. that seemed that seemed Ooh. totally out of Olivia Pope character. And why did they not have her wig together? Why did her wig no, look I so? Totally agree. Why did her wig look so off? It looked wiggy. Like it's, this is just pissing me I off. Try. And I know sometimes I, I I dog Olivia out, but this show is about Olivia Pope. And it just pisses me off that all these other little hand me, um, little Mickey Mouse stories are starting to take over the premise of the show. Like, really? I need them to get it together. Well, I think, as far as the gut and the, and the wearing white, I think, you know how, you know how, and this analogy is it's ridiculous, but I'm going to give it. You know how when a hood rat thinks she's classy <laughs> and she calls herself classy? <laughs> And she'd be like, girl, I'm classy. But everybody around her knows she's a hood rat. He'd be like, stop it, girl, you're a hood rat. But she has convinced herself <laughs> that she's classy, <laughs> even though she knows she's not. Because if she tells you she's classy, she thinks you're going to believe it. This whole, my gut, in this white hat. Olivia knows she don't wear no damn white hat. And she knows her gut is off. But she, to me, I'm starting to feel like if she tells you enough about her gut, and she tells you about this white hat, that you'll start to believe that she wears this white hat when she mm-hmm. knows she does not. That's why I'm like, every time she She's like, they're like her gun and her white hat. I'm like, girl, stop. Just, we, we know the hat ain't white. This storyline. It's a stocking cap. <laughs> is this all you have? There's so many other ways that you can go in order to get her. But this weak storyline of, of this guy who's getting ready to be executed, who fucking cares? If he wants to, if he wants to take the, the, the rap... That's then the thing. you need to go ahead and let this man take the rap. Stop trying to save it. You remember Jason's lyric? Jason, you can't save a brother that don't want to be saved. Sure. You can't save him? Don't save him. You have far more other saved. important issues that you can be dealing with. And, go ahead. No, no, you go. Yeah, I was no. just going to say, did, did your opinion change? Because I remember watching the episode. I think you said, Sophia, when we saw him in the prison and we saw him saying, you know, I want to go down for this. I want, let me die. Mm-hmm. 
that's not Olivia's right to jump in there. You made a great point about that, Sophia. Yeah. Well, no, because, I mean, I, I think that what Olivia doesn't realize is in the same way that she wears the white hat, she is actually taking other people's ability mm-hmm. to wear the white hat. So what if the dad, given that he is a parent and feels like he it is his role to protect his children and he did not do so with his daughter, so he is now doing so with his son, putting on the white hat, going to jail and potentially sacrificing himself... You now took that away from him. So arguably, that's what you're doing, right? You're doing all of these things in order to wear a white hat, which someone else could say isn't your right. So kind of almost to a certain extent, who are you? You're rather presumptuous to think that you actually have a right to dictate to anyone else what they should or should not do with their life. Because I think there would have been a different scenario if he had been coerced, if he had been under duress, if there had been some reason that he actually did not willfully give the confession. As well as the fact that, and I think this is also why Bam could be so upset, it's that there's a certain aspect of the intelligence now of Olivia that I'm starting to question. So meaning, yes, I know that we're watching the show, so we have a different vantage point, but again, within the first 10 seconds, Cornelia said the entire storyline. Mm-hmm. So you being Olivia Pope, dealing with people who lie to you every single day, what is the only reason that a son comes to you and tells you that his father did not kill the rapist asshole who basically led to the death of his daughter. I am not condoning violence in any kind of way, but within the context of the show, I would have to say that that would be an honorable thing to do. I would stand proudly by my parent and say he totally did it. I would I would back that he did it and the fact that he had enough um, respect for himself and respect for the justice system to be like, I did it and I'm going to be punished. That's not something that a son would actually say, no, my dad didn't do, yeah. right? Because isn't that what a dad should do? A, a, a teacher rapes your child, mm-hmm. and then they commit suicide in their house on their dollhouse? So to me, the fact that Olivia didn't immediately go, oh, so you did it. Exactly. And I don't mean like immediately, but I actually do mean immediately. Yeah. Because this is what you're trained to do, gut or no gut. I actually don't need her to use her gut. I need her to use her intelligence. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of why we're so upset, and I think that... A lot of times with this show, and I've said this before, the opposite of love is not hate, it's apathy. If we didn't care, it would mean that we hated the show. We love this show. That's why we get so upset when it seems as if things are either not organic or the characters are doing things that we kind of don't understand. That's why we get upset. It's because we love the show. Because if we didn't, we really wouldn't care, and it would just be what it is. Yeah. it it really is the the lack of intelligence. I think you just stated it completely, yeah. Sophia. Because it's just one of those things. Uh, I was just hoping it wasn't going to go this way. But literally, why else would the son be so adamant? And how would the son know my father didn't do it if the father confessed? If you came up yeah. to me right now and you said, I killed man in cold blood. I did it. And deuces and walked away I wouldn't say oh I know Sophia didn't do that unless I knew that I'm the one who killed Bam no, I'm not trying to kill you Bam wait, wait, you listen. know Bam I'm trying to kill you <laughs> no. wait wait listen do you guys remember uh, two weeks ago when Huck did the um, the, um, slice. Yeah, the slicing yeah. last Monday I had a dream I did the same exact thing to someone <laughs> wait a minute oh, what's your life wow. what's happening in your life right, Sophia you <laughs> come on over to this side what's happening in your life I have no idea but listen I literally, I was I was in an apartment building and I literally sliced the same way that hikes uh, hucks sliced. I did the same thing. Wait, but who are you slicing? I'm not gonna say who it is. But what? Listen, was it somebody up here? No, just. Oh, oh, listen, I listen. gotta make sure I'm not making sure. The bam has been testing <laughs> for the last couple of days. But listen, I sliced the person 
and I left the person just dead on the ground and I just okay, closed the door. Okay. I could not believe it. So I hate blood. So when I saw the scene later on, oh, I'm so mad. And you know what's funny, Gladiators? He normally never watch it. Can I tell on you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, but Normally when the blood scenes, he literally sometimes will leave the room. We have to go and get him when the scene is over. So mm-hmm. that's exactly why Bam is not allowed to watch these scenes. So, uh, Miss Shonda Rhimes, whenever you have these scenes, can you please do like a blood alert something <laughs> so that Bam can leave the room? Because we very rarely disagree, so I would um hate to be He didn't run out of that dream. That he gets upset with. Right. Bam, did you scream in the dream? No, he but... He had your pajamas on. He woke no, up. We ran. Probably smiling. No, I was I was quite disturbed because I let the... I, I didn't even flee the country. I, like, oh literally a couple of days went by, and I left the dead body in the apartment. So, anyway. I cannot... Where the hell is my fan? I'm, like, I'm like so hot, and it's so cold in the studio. I'm so hot right now. I feel like I'm bright red. Like, I'm actually scared. No, really? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, well, I guess they're doing their job. Cause... I want to know off camera who was in the dream. But anyway, let us know what you think. If you are now afraid of Bam or see Bam in a different light on social media, um, you can tweet us, follow us on Instagram, all the good stuff. Uh, me at Emil Ennis Jr. on all social media. Me at Canelia. Me uh, at Sophia Stanley, Twitter and Facebook. And at the Sophia Stanley on Instagram. On social media, at Bam Erickson. <laughs> and, um... Emil does not want to know because it's called plausible deniability. Thank you. <laughs> Yo, I got to keep you protected. Plausible deniability. This is all fiction. It is not real. We are just talking about a fictional television show. Sophia, I can't. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else with this read scandal that... Mm, nope. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, the only thing up? is, and this is going to sound completely effed up, given fact everything that we just said, the actual outcome and the actual scene, I liked. Oh, yeah. Does yeah. it make sense? So the fact that the son was able to take <laughs> responsibility for what he did, I feel like he found some solace, and I feel like his dad actually realized he actually raised the son he wanted to raise because he raised a son that took responsibility for what he had actually done. I still my think the dad prob- about to kill himself. My problem with that is... I have to question somebody who's who made this video 15 years ago, and now you're coming at the last minute on his last couple of days before he's getting ready to take the execution. Like, how come there has been no one else that has wanted to, you know, dive into the storyline? So for me, yeah, you mean that no other yeah. lawyer got to the point where Olivia did? Yeah. Well, because no one else planted the gun. Yeah, that too. And then what? was becoming cliche is at the very end of the episodes there's they're trying to play this very sad music to try and touch you like they did the past did like, you see i was trying to be nice yeah the past couple of weeks <laughs> the past and couple i can't of, even yeah. keep my face because i'm like yo he's right i tried though right and, you know okay. they were playing case case or us it's just I but feel, no, but yeah but the music is good yeah i got the music, good, the music yeah. is good it's yeah. good but i just feel like it's leading us too much mm-hmm. it's you know by you doing this every week it feels like you're being lazy it's and just it's like a, when they tried to force the Fitz moment yeah, us last and they're week. Insulting, mm-hmm. And they're insulting us, the viewers. But, okay, moving on. No, right excellent, excellent point, Bam. Yeah. Excellent point. But once again, let us know what you think. Let's go into the B613 takedown, um, which, I mean, was a little more interesting than this storyline with the congressman, but also it really wasn't. Um, so... 
<laughs> we have Jake, and we saw in the preview last week they made it all dramatic with Jake. And maybe that's the thing. I'm getting a little. I'm, I'm trying not to. I love this show still, guys. It's just I. I don't know. I'm just not feeling it tonight. Um, but I think when they do those, uh, like the teasers for the next week, sometimes they make it too dramatic. Like they hype it up too much and then you're kind of let down. And so they did this whole thing with Jake last week and I just wasn't really feeling that already. But in this episode, we see that now David wants to take down B613. And since Jake was the last person to command, like he's saying that, you know, he has to take down Jake because Jake doesn't want to do the immunity agreement. He's saying pretty much, I don't need protection. David then is now trying to go after Jake, and they get together three of Jake's people that he's worked under, put them all together in a room. Stupid. <laughs> which I'm still trying to understand why the logic you, behind that. Why would you put three trained assassins, although two are quite old, but why would you all put them in a room? And not, why, why would you not separate them? Here's my thing. If he was talking about that he's going to get them together to convene in front of a secret grand jury, right? Mm-hmm. If Jake has <laughs> no clue that anybody's checking for him, couldn't he technically just let them know when the date is mm-hmm. instead of putting them in a damn room together? Mm-hmm. Like, there's just certain things about it that didn't make sense. Like, you're going to put them all in a room together so that if Jake does somehow find out, which you didn't really take the proper measures to make sure he didn't find out. Since Especially he- after he threatened you and threw your face on the table, already warning you, like, I'll beat you up. Also, I'm going to I'm gonna back up for a second. Now, another person who gets on my last nerves is David. Yep. So when David thought that it was a good idea to threaten Jake, why? <laughs> that makes absolutely David, no sense. David. Okay? That's the first part. However... Jake's response also, to me, showed something. Let's think about it. Let's just for a quick second compare Jake and Rowan. Have we actually seen Rowan ever be physical? Thank you. Well, he's an older man. No, 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 no. But he's scarier. But technically, (laughs) right? Technically, presumably, we fear Rowan differently than we fear Jake. True. And part of the reason that we fear Rowan is because we have never seen him lay a hand on anyone. Even remember back... Oh, probably, what was it? It was probably middle or towards the end of season three when Huck went to that trailer to kill that person. Mm -hmm. And basically, like, Command was just basically, like, next to him, like, talking to him. And remember even the scene before, like, um, Huck was behind Command and basically was going to kill him. And basically, like, Command basically just, like, whispered something to him as he was still facing forward. There's a certain aspect to Jake where I never believe him as Command because you shouldn't have to do that. You should have literally been able to just look at him and David should have been like, oh, sorry. Yeah. It makes me not believe that you're actually as maniacal as we should believe you to be, especially given the fact, and I have to fast forward, the end of the episode, Rowan's back. The only way that Jake can kill Rowan is if if he's better than Rowan. And he's not. He's like, he's like a... a Maybe they're doing this on purpose. And I'm not. And I said, maybe they're making Jake this way on purpose because technically he wasn't... I don't know. We don't know how Rowan became command, but is he seemed like the type that he earned the spot. Good point. Jake became command when the boss got fired, so he was like the temp command. No, he was like point. a free thing. Took the temp gig. You know, when we find another command, we'll replace you, Jake. But can you just sit in the seat, keep it warm, while we look for a new boss? So he doesn't. Jake doesn't. He can't do those things. He was just a temp. I think I'm just, I feel like this whole B613 storyline, I wasn't expecting it to last this long, like past one season. And so mm-hmm. part of me is just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Well, 
also too, it's because they're treating it like it's it's they're treating it like it's racist by. <laughs> they're not treating it like our. No, seriously, the way that they're acting, even they're all just sitting at the monument. Like you don't think someone can snipe you in the broad daylight? Like and that monument scene was pretty. No, it was hokey because at the end of the day, again, let's preface as they're running through the kills of these agents. Right, I'm not even gonna read all their names. Whatever, whatever the the three agents. Right, Max Butler, Margot Ross, and Simon. Simon right, mm. 37 kills, 27 kills, this many kills, this many kills. Right, so we're talking about the baddest of the baddest. And again, just like like Bam said, you put them all in the same safe house, that doesn't make sense. You put them all in the same safe house as you know someone is coming to get them and you don't give them weapons. And no shade against um, um, David's fake secretary. Then you take them all out by yourself. Right, and they're the top of the top of the top. So whoever you sent is better than these people. And so then you're just sitting at the monument like, do-do-do-do-do, what are we going to do now? We have to stop. So you think now that just because you decide to stop that they're not going to come kill you? The minute you said you were going against B-613, mm-hmm. you have no other option than to finish the job. So if that meant killing Jake, even though he ended up being a good guy, I don't even, I don't care. So the fact that Quinn was like, no, but he must have had a reason. Seriously, dude? Your reason is you call Jake and you're like, yo, Jake, did you kill them? Either Jake says yes or no. No, seriously, what do you mean he must have had a reason? Well, then pick up the goddamn phone. But other than that, you need to kill him. And yeah. you need to kill everybody. And the fact that they're like, oh, everyone's nature because now people are getting killed. But no one went to Olivia's house. So, again, you think that Jake is going to kill. So then you go to Olivia's house. Jake is on the other side of the door. And y'all just leave? Y'all are like, oh, it's good, right? It's good. He's on the other side with a silencer keeping her safe. So we can't kill him. But it's all good. Some stupid. <laughs> this show is just um, on another level. And I'm trying to get online to go on YouTube so that we can talk to some people on their comments, but my YouTube app isn't going on. So that's what I'm actually doing, you guys. I'm not not paying attention. I'm really yeah, trying to I want to know what other people, I want to know what they yeah. think about this episode. And then, you know, for me, we've how many people have we seen Charlie kill mm-hmm. in Four Seasons? And the fact that when he realized that the people were dead, it was sloppy of... Charlie's character to pull his gun out so quickly because so slowly so slowly um, yeah thank you so if you have three people dead blood everywhere and he responds as slowly as he did knowing that it's not some some little some little six seventeen year old boy you know playing with a gun that killed people mm-hmm. you knew exactly who these people were and the fact that he responded so slowly and not only responded so slowly the fact that he went forward and not backwards. Again, Charlie don't care about nobody. So on some real BS, if Charlie saw them dead, Charlie would have immediately thought about himself, pulled his gun, and backed out of the situation, not towards the situation. It is not in Charlie's nature to want to save anyone other than Charlie and possibly Robin. Possibly, but I'm still not sure. What did you guys think about once we found out that Liv was actually with Jake when he was spying on the conversation and she went in on Huck saying we need to be in this together and no more lies and all this stuff? I didn't expect that. I, I, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. At least she's in the loop now because, I mean, why, why not tell her at this point? Just tell the girl what, what she's up against. She already got kidnapped. Tell her everything. If you went to go to the bathroom, hey, hey Liv, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> if you, like Liv said, I'm getting tampons, it was a lie, but that, tell her if you were getting tampons, hey, my girl, I had to go get, I do it right aid. Like, just tell her. Yeah. I don't. Because, look, again, so you, by you not telling her, so when Jake decides he is going to kill her, and despite the fact that she has the gun and Jake walks in, she's not going to shoot him because she doesn't know. Exactly. Granted, he turned out to be good, 
<laughs> so that's the only thing that when David said it, it made sense to me. Because David was like, yeah, she didn't want the president to go to war for her. So why wouldn't you think she would want to know this? Again, I think they're starting to treat her like a child. Maybe because she's acting like one. But I think they're starting to treat her like a child and not the Olivia Pope. Because even remember, and was it, it was either season one or season two. Remember how season one they actually used to do things by a quorum? They used to actually take a vote on things. Remember, mm-hmm. they would take a vote on whether yeah. they had cases. And I can't remember the exact episode, so please let us know on Twitter, on YouTube, on iTunes. Remember the first case where she basically didn't ask them? And basically she really was like, it's my name on the door? I need that Olivia Pope to come back. I need the Olivia Pope who literally is like, everything runs because I am the one running the ship. And I want her to do it formidably, but I think that part of the reason that they're starting to protect her is because she needs protecting. Mm -hmm. And even that's why I think Huck had to make the comment about her gut, because they're basically saying, just like you said, maybe the gut was an urban legend. Maybe it was a myth. Maybe it never existed. So if your own people are starting to question that... I think you have a, a larger problem than, quote unquote, a bad storyline. What this is just a, a, a preference for me is why does Brian White have to be the bad guy? I mean, come on. Well, I don't oh, know no, if he's not the bad guy. He's not the bad guy at all. He was scared as yeah, crap. Yeah, he was Oh no 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 no! He was he was scared, and I do agree but with you because I said that. No, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think I think it's it's messed up that they have to pull him to the storyline because presumably now he's going to be too scared. And he's never going to come back. Right. But I don't think he's a bad guy, and the reason being is otherwise he wouldn't have looked so scared. It okay. would have been different if he smiled, if there was a smirk, even if there was no emotion on his face, and that would mean that he was in it with Rowan. The fact that he looked petrified means that Rowan basically followed him. And obviously said something and or there's a gun literally in his Mm -hmm. ribcage. Um, I just checked Twitter and I'm glad to see that a lot of you guys are feeling the same way we are. So <laughs> it's nice to see that we aren't just... Okay, call out some names. I think I saw Dolce Vita, Dolce Dolce Vita on Twitter. I saw T- Tula Rosebud. I don't know why, but somehow our um, wireless connection here in the AfterBuzz uh, TV studio isn't really working today. So I'm just getting a uh, spinning wheel. Yelko1NYC, a.k.a. Andre Rodriguez, uh, Lily Tesfe. Um, but anyway, yeah. Perfect. So Thank you, Gladiators. We, we hear you. you. We're reading. We are reading, and we really appreciate it. Um, there was something else from this whole B613. Oh, so did we like the twist at the end with David's secretary being the actual B613? I kind of enjoyed that. It was, yeah. Because the rest of the episode seemed a little monotonous. But I enjoyed this part of the episode. Um, but still... I t- it's kind of like Bam says, so yeah, who cares for me? So who cares, but at that point, I was so annoyed with David. I was like, kill David. I thought David was going to die. I, I thought, so like, the way they had the music flowing yeah. and stuff, I was, I'm not saying I wanted him to die. Did I want well, him to I die? I actually did. You Sorry. You can only tread I on, totally on thin ice for so long. Yeah. David, David has been pushing the envelope. He he was about to tell that they had um, the rigged the election. He is trying to take down B is six thirteen. David does things that should have gotten him killed a long time ago. So if he would have gotten shot, I wouldn't expected it so soon. But I would have been like, oh, okay, it's about it's about time. And why does the U.S. Attorney General? So, again, the top attorney for the entire United States of America need to call and tell Huck what the case plan is. So you decide after, what was it, three or four? I can't even remember now how many. So three spies die in the safe house, right? So, again, because you have a mole. You have a leak. So you think somehow it's a good idea to call on the phone and tell someone why you're going to do something and then have a secret grand jury. The reason you have a secret grand jury is because it's secret. Mm -hmm. So do you know how you keep a secret? You don't tell anybody. 
Maybe so Huck is his work girlfriend now. <laughs> I cannot. Um, so, guys, as you can see, we thoroughly enjoyed the episode. Um, <laughs> we really did. We enjoyed the episode. Yeah, but we, we just, really did, actually. <laughs> that's why we, we really did. did. That's why we're so hyper. <laughs> but, uh, we really did. Let us know what you think, um, as we said. But now it's time for Cornelius' cold piece of the week. Cold piece of the week for... Scandal season four, episode eighteen, has to go to the fact that I don't think Brian White is going to be on this show any longer. That's the cold piece. That is the cold piece. I was excited that Olivia got a new young thing. You know, she had him in the bedroom. Was a little stump the yard three going on in the sheets. And now Rowan came back, ruined the whole thing. If if your dad had a gun to my ribcage, I'm not coming back to the house. I'm not coming back. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't hit me with the hey stranger. I don't want none of that. <laughs> Just leave me alone. If Rowan even lets him live, because now he knows too much. So you know that that has to be um, cold piece of the week and. I'm also disappointed that uh, he probably won't stay around long enough to let Olivia know that uh, he was Harrison's Dean of Pledges uh, for Theta New Theta, spring 2007. Stump the Yard, one reference, guys. That was my movie. I love that movie. So, for that reason, I'm giving uh, uh, Brian White probably not being on the rest of the season the co piece of the week. And co piece at of the week goes to Miss Sophia Stanley because she celebrated a birthday yesterday. So, guys, shout out. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, YouTube. <laughs> a play about to turn up for Sophia's birthday. That is true. So Saturday, if you see some tweets that you don't want to see, I thoroughly apologize because we're about to turn up. <laughs> That's Cold Piece of the Week, guys. Let us know who your Cold Piece of the Week is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hashtag Cold Piece or Cold Piece Set. All right. Uh, do we have any predictions? I am going to predict... I will predict that, and I haven't even looked up on IMBD Pro, but I am going to predict, because <laughs> I'm good for that, I'm actually going to predict that Brian White is going to come back, only because I think it's a fresh breath of air for a Scandal Ooh. fans, and the fact that Olivia have some, she has someone that's outside of the whole Jake Fitz thing, so I'm going to predict he's going to come back. I'm not sure in what aspect, but I hope maybe he's the guy who will stand up, because he really likes he 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 likes Olivia. Maybe he'll stand up. So whatever is is about to happen, he's like, I'm not finna run away from this. Hmm. I predict the opposite of what Bam is saying, only because I don't b- believe that they will give Olivia and a, a, a good dating option. Because mm. if she doesn't take the good dating option, then we then it kind of exposes her. You don't want to date a good guy who got a, he got a dope job. He, he's nice to you, treats you well, but you still following the dude who has a wife, and he's not gonna leave her no time soon. So I don't think they'll keep him around. I think they'll keep him around maybe for a little bit, but not as a real like boyfriend dude. That's my prediction. I think for me, I think hopefully it's about to get interesting. I feel like we're on the Shondaland roller coaster, and right mm-hmm. now we're rising up the hill. Mm. And hopefully we're about to get to the tipping point and go down. Because um, I feel like her kidnapping and that whole storyline, her getting released, that was kind of us going down the hill. And now we're kind of just in the low, mm. rising back up. So, I mean, so we're not going to... We're rising. We're rising, hopefully. And then we're going to go down the hill. The big hill. Into the season finale soon. Yo, I got nothing. I got nothing. Well, where can we find you guys on social media? 
You can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Facebook at Sophia Stanley and on Instagram, the Sophia Stanley. And thank you so much for your birthday wishes on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I feel so loved, Gladiators. Thank you so very, very much. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Canelia. And at email in his junior. And make sure you go to Sophia's Instagram, especially today, because oh. she posted a throwback pic where we look a hot damn mess <laughs> from season one of Scandal, where we thought we were stunning. I had on my black on tie. dress shirt <laughs> and ties. Listen, where are y'all going? Listen, we didn't know how to dress back then. I don't even look like that anymore. <laughs> like, Bam looked like Plaxico Burris on, his, uh, <laughs> on that picture, gal. You need to go see it. The Sophia standing oh on Instagram. Oh, my God. Um, all right, guys. We love you so much. Thanks for watching each and every every week. Hope you enjoyed this after show. Um, Scandal's not back next week, right? Correct. It comes back on the 16th. 16th. So we'll be back on the 16th, but next Thursday and always we'll be on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs>